Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Ooh, I was going to wear a different shirt today, but guess what happened? I put it on. It was wrinkly, and I was like, damn, I can't look like that on here. So I threw on a hoodie back to back. Y'all know me, how I dress. I only got like 30 things in here and they all got tongues hanging out. They all got that dude on it. They got never shut up on it. So I just wanted to let you guys know about that wardrobe malfunction. Now, let's get into this show. Y'all know how we start every day. Well, what's up with that dude? Well, yesterday had a meeting with one of my partners in my foundation to find out uh, some of the amenities that we have in this foundation. You guys know about foundations and charitable work. And I think there's a lot of misnomers out there about charitable work. Uh, Let me give you one. Have you noticed that most, if not all, wealthy people have a charity? You want to know why? You better look into it a little more. Uh, Another reason um, about charities, everyone thinks that you can't do well and do good. That's another misnomer about it. Uh, You can have a life of giving and still make a living. That's why a lot of rich people have a lot of their family members on it as well. But I was really looking into it for the activations. Uh, I really want to reach out to the community in ways that are reinforcing more than just a once a year gala event, the once a year school assembly, you know, like really be involved like dog. Does Marcellus go to school here or something? Does Marcellus live around the corner from here? I want kids to feel that way. So we just talked through a lot of activations. And I just want to give you one little tidbit. Everybody out there applaud Dak Prescott. Because Dak Prescott just had his charity event. And the number he raised in his charity event is about top three I've ever heard. Dak, keep doing it, man. Keep helping the people out there. Other than that, um, yesterday we went in the pool after... The June gloom wore off. That's L.A. term for like, you know, it's overcast in the morning. In the afternoon, it's hot as hell. And my son can do a backflip off the wall into the swimming pool. Now, I don't bring it up to brag on a little seven-year-old. I bring it up to just humble me because I am 48 and I can't even do a front flip in the grass or the yard. I can't even do a cartwheel. And this sucker is seven hitting backflips. I thought that was amazing. So amazing. I ain't even filming. You ever be that parent? Like, you film everything, and then sometimes you just be like, 
I just got to live in this. This is insane. And this sucker was just hitting backflips. That was great. Other than that, my wife woke up this morning, 5 a.m. And it wasn't to be nice to me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no appointment. It was her leaving. She went to Tijuana to volunteer. Yes. I was like, baby, you know you can go to Watts, you can go to Compton, you can, you can go to South Central, you go a lot of places. You're going past a lot of people that need help to go to TJ. But she was on a mission today. They got into a van, loaded up, you know, and went out there singing the fight song to go help people across the border. So salute to my wife who is out there giving as well. Go Project Transition, right? Now, speaking of crossing the border, ooh, ESPN. USA Steel, you said she crossed the border before, and now say Steel's lawyer blasts ESPN and their settlement offer. Quote, Disney cannot purchase their employees' constitutional rights. Interesting, because as soon as I read the headline, I thought, like, they can't? So why are you taking them to court? And if you're taking them to court, it's for a settlement or a monetary amount, and isn't that going to pay for something? It ain't gonna pay for your rights, but it certainly made you feel good. So why are you taking them to court? I digress. ESPN submitted a $501,000 settlement offer. I caught the joke in that. Did y'all? They they sent their first settlement offer, 501k. (laughs) They silly. All right, so it was a $501,000 settlement offer in hopes of resolving a free speech lawsuit filed by sports editor anchor Say Still, the homie. Uh, who said she was uh, uh, retaliated against for criticizing the company's vaccination policy. However, that offer has so far fallen on deaf ears. Sage ain't trying to hear it. And her attorney, Brian Friedman, demanding accountability for infringing on Steele's First Amendment rights. All right, here's his quote. Disney and ESPN clearly admit their liability by offering to pay Sage Steele more than half a million dollars for taking away her right to free speech. The offer misses the point. Disney cannot purchase the employee's constitutional rights, no matter how powerful they think they are. Now, he ain't trying to win the court case right now as much as he's trying to win in the court of public opinion. He wants you guys to side with stay still right now because he's a smart enough no- lawyer to know that a settlement offer is not always given in the spirit of that you're guilty. You don't go to court because most cases are settled. And most cases are settled when someone sits there and says, we are wasting time and money. And usually it's big bank saying to little bank, okay, I can lawyer this out and win, or I can just give you this amount that really doesn't tax me, doesn't hurt me, makes you happy, and you go away. Almost an annoyance fee. He knows that. Now, he's not trying to portray it as that. He's trying to portray it as they're guilty. Trust me, somebody who's been in the court system before, the person who's like, yo, just take this and leave me alone, is not saying they're guilty. They're saying more, I am tired, I am bothered, and you are getting in the way of me making more money. All right, so legal analysts went out there and interpreted the offer differently and said kind of more of what I said. He says the 501k settlement offer to say still was a procedural tactic under Connecticut law to enable it to recover attorney's fees from Steele and eventually rejected offer, which he did, and subsequently did not prevail at trial or recover less than the rejected offer. We don't know what that's going to be like. So basically, they just threw out this and said, oh, I hope she don't want it, because then if we win this case, guess what? She's going to have to pay Disney's lawyer fees. What the hell? Whoa, this is a trap right here. So we know that ESPN says this proposed settlement, which was to offer 
to cover reasonable lawyer fees is not to be construed as an admission that the defendants are liable for any of the claims asserted in this action or that the plaintiff has suffered any damage as a result of any of its claims. I love this. This is so deep right here. So I want to know, do y'all think that this settlement offer admits guilt? Because I've had this conversation a thousand times on platforms where people always say, oh, they settled, so they're guilty. And I'm like, dog, do you really think that way? Imagine if somebody who had this much compared to you sued you. How long would you sit there and deal with it? The time wasting, the money wasting as well. So I just want to see where you guys are in terms of the settlement offer, not the case at large. You think that was a mission of guilt or you just think they over there trying to set Sage up? Thank you for the love. Brinks TV, Reese TV, YouTube, Wiley's World members. Somebody going to get this love. Friday swag away. Marcellus Wiley never shut up. Well, I'm not going to shut up right now because I'm doing this show. And Kevin Durant ain't going to stop texting and tweeting and DMing people because they got criticism towards him. So Jason McIntyre is the latest in the saga of Kevin Durant stooping down to be another human being like the rest of us and actually responding to criticism. You know I hate when they put us and exalt us so high as an athlete that how dare you slump down there with those peasants and respond to their words. Well, one, they're not peasants. And two, those words should be responded to if you got the bandwidth, if you got the time. And it looks like it's not hurting his game, so he gonna call you out by your name. So let's talk through this story right here, where Durant made headlines last week when he showed up in a Twitter space called Kevin Durant is not top five. <laughs> you imagine that? Oh, man, you're trying to hide away. you like on Twitter for the world to see, but you're trying to hide away and just talk trash about Kevin Durant. Yeah, man, he ain't nothing. He just teamed up with some other champions, man. What you think? Man, you know what? He should have just stayed still and beat them. Why didn't he go over there? Yeah, man, I agree with you. Hey, who this other dude? Let him in. Let him in. Hey, what you think about Kevin Durant? Yeah, this is Kevin Durant. What y'all think about me, huh? <laughs> Blow up Twitter space right there. I imagine that's how it went down. But he jumped on there to share his thoughts on why he disagreed with the assessment and anyone who would make it. Woo! So Fox Sports host Jason McIntyre discussed the incident on his podcast, calling out the Phoenix Sun star over his behavior. Much like the grudge, Durant never forgets and never forgives. And he apparently decided to let the herd with Colin Cowherd co-host know how he felt about him. Yes, you, Jason McIntyre. So Jason McIntyre talked about it on his podcast and he shared that he received DM messages from Durant calling him names and insulting him in various ways. Let's stop right here. Okay, so Kevin Durant jumps on the podcast and does what he does. He jumps into a Twitter space and talks to the guys who are dissing him. That's fine. Jason reports on that, right? And then D <laughs> KD DMs Jason. So now Jason go out out the DMs. Violation. Violation. So this is why people need to get criticized. That's why I'm up here policing the police. That's why I pull the police. That's what I'm doing. Pull the police. Pull the police. Because dog. That's crossing the line. He DM'd you. You DM him back. You can say what you think. You know what I'm saying? You out here out and out DMs. Boy, if I outed out DMs. The number one thing I got in my DMs, seriously, 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 y'all, are guys who are telling me 
and giving me props and support for some of the polarizing things I've said. You know, Black Lives Matter stuff or Colin Kaepernick stuff who are loving me. But then in the public, they do a 180. They say the exact opposite. If I ever outed those DMs, which I never would because I protect the guilty, oh, it'd be a different animal. But let's get back to Jason, uh, Jason McIntyre because he is not the same animal as me. So he says, once you say something nice about someone, they reply, okay, I see you. Then when you say something not so nice, you get this. You're such a clown. You don't even like sports. You look like a drama major. McIntyre said that while showing, this is what I'm talking about, y'all, screenshots of Durant's messages. I don't know what that means. I've never taken an acting class in my life. <laughs> I said to KD, one of the best 15 best players in the history of the NBA squabbling with anonymous fools in the comments section. It was never your brand when you won the MVP and two titles and finals MVPs. Why pivot that way now? So then he just got personal. You're a fool, blah, blah, blah. He used the P word to describe me. Calls me broke boy. <laughs> Doesn't address any of it. Woo, there's a lot to unpack right here. A lot of violations, and most of them on you, J-Mac. Let's talk through it. Okay, one. <sighs> when you say something nice about him, he doesn't reply, I see you, because most of the time you don't even see the nice stuff. Want to know why? Because we live in a negative-based society. That's why things that trend, things that are viral, are usually the same things that go in headline news when at 11 o'clock at night you turn on the news, you just want to know what's going on in your community, how your neighbors are doing, how the weather is, and guess what you get? Murder, murder, arson, robbery, murder, murder. You don't get the positive stuff. Oh, they throw that in before the last commercial break, right? Right before sports. And that's just the way that people consume information. So you can't blame him because he probably doesn't even get notice of the positive stuff. And I'm sure he has responded to the positive stuff. But that still doesn't give you the license to all of a sudden say, but he responded to me for the negative stuff. So now I'm going to out him. Strike one. Let's talk about this. So then <laughs> Jason said he called him a drama major. And Jason's like, I've never taken an acting class in my life. But let's be real. Are you being real and saying that Kevin Durant shouldn't talk back to his fans? But are you being real when you call those same fans fools? I hope that's an act. I hope that's just like, yo, I'm up here doing my job. Everybody who talks about Kevin Durant in Twitter spaces, they're not fools. They're fans. And they may disagree or they may not like Kevin Durant's game as much as you do or I do or even Kevin Durant, right? So why can't he go there? I just don't understand these tears of like, it's crazy. We all want to be something in this world. Not always celebrity, but something where we're acknowledged as being great. And then when you become that, you got to be a prisoner of that success and stay there and stay away from this. And this are where the fools are. These are the fools. Y'all see how people are playing, y'all? See how people play us? And then next thing you know, you become so famous, you can't go out. You become so famous, you can't hang. What's the point of being anything if you can't hang? Like, hanging should be just day one, one-on-one -on -one of greatness and success in this life. But they ain't even take that away. Or if you do hang with them, why are you so down to earth? Because I'm on earth, fool. What you mean? Oh, man, you shouldn't be hanging with those fools. 
Wow, you mean my fans. So a lot of violations in this one for my boy J Mac, even though I know he was saying it with a different intention. He was just like, Kevin Durant, you're better than this. Better than what? Talking to somebody who disagrees with him? I don't think anybody should be better than that. Thank you for the love. Let me do it again. I did this yesterday and it went well, so I did it again. That's my heart beating right there. Oh, man, Brinks TV, Reese TV, YouTube, Wiley's World members. Somebody going to get that swag away. It's a book on Friday. Yo, I look the same, dog. Like, I, like, look the same. But this is like five, six years ago. And then I saw a picture of me 10, 20 years ago. I look younger now because I'm living that carefree life. All right, let's talk about Travis Kelsey, who I think he lives a carefree life when he's on the football field. Looks like when he's on, in the club. Y'all see some of the videos of him in the club, hitting the swag surf and all that stuff? Looks carefree there as well. But he said this podcasting thing, like getting in front of the camera, chopping up wood, he said that's the hardest job in the world. Let's listen to him say it. He said it's the hardest job in the fucking world to keep coming out with content that people want to hear. Hmm. I jumped into the podcast game not knowing what the funk it was even really about or how things were going to transpire. But obviously with the Super Bowl and everything, it's just taking off. All right. So he attributes the success of the New Heights podcast, which was 11th on the podcast chart last checked, to his brother and co-host Jason, a natural storyteller with a commanding presence, as evidenced by his memorable speech. Y'all remember at the Eagles Super Bowl parade in 2018. So he said, thankfully, my brother's a hell of a storyteller and he just has them banked. My brother's really the one driving it. All right, let's talk through this. Now, is podcasting the hardest job in the funkin' world? We know it ain't. We know it's not. But what is he really trying to say right here? He's trying to say that, wow, one, this medium is full of cats, saturated. Everybody got something to say. Everybody got an opinion. Raise your hand if you got an opinion. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're podcasting. Everybody out there doing it, right? So he's used to greatness. So he's saying coming up with content, not just what I feel, but what is the audience wanting to hear? That's the balancing act. Because sometimes when you're trying to create something, you're like, oh, that's dope. Oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about this. And then a little voice in your head says, how many people out there thinking like you? How many people out there really want to hear that? And that's how you get caught up in mass media because you have that conversation, a dialogue with yourself about, is this going to hit? So what happens is you keep walking down that road. Guess what you end up doing? Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, LeBron James, Yankees, Dallas Cowboys. You see what I'm saying? Because you have now started to negotiate with what you think is the most interesting things, what's authentic to you. So you can get caught up in that. And look, it's not just when you're doing mass media, are you the one producing the show, right? You're the one reading the teleprompter. You're the one giving your opinion. But the structure of the show a lot of times comes from producers. But you could be a part of that process as well. Skip Bayless comes to mind. Stephen A. Smith comes to mind. So when you are that person, then how far do you go listening to that other voice? Or do you say, you know what, I'm going to do me. And then you have independence. 
Now, there's a balancing act that on a major level or in the independent space that you must have. But what he's saying is for that content that people want to hear, and that's what the results are driving. The success of the show has now become the driving force. The success of the show has now grabbed the steering wheel and it's made it the hardest funkin' job. Why? Because he ain't doing exactly what he wants to do. He ain't talking about and saying exactly what he wants. And what do they say? If you find your passion in this world, you'll never work a day of your life. What's the flip of that? The converse of that? Well, if you're doing something that is your passion, but it's not necessarily exactly what you want, then you're working. And that's why this is the hardest funkin' job in the world. Y'all thought. All y'all out there who are demanding in the comments or the demanding in the, in the social pressures of, we want them to talk about this. You see these two guys together, obviously a few things just come to mind. Low hanging fruit. Every fan wants to hear about the Eagles and the Chiefs. Every fan wants to hear about Mahomes. Every fan wants to hear about football. And then they want to hear about their brotherhood, right? So imagine the times when they want to veer off of that. Like, all right, we get that. We got y'all. We got y'all top five. Top five, top five, top five. Now, number six, can we go over here? And then somebody who is in charge of the metrics of the show, right? Somebody who's in charge of the views and looking at it and putting it on social just gives back the report. And when they went to number six, the report didn't show a tremendous amount of support. Now, now they're being encouraged, they're being influenced to stay away from number six and stick to the top five. That's work. Because how many times I'm going to talk about Patrick Mahomes? I see the fool all the time. He's just my quarterback and my homie. Y'all, to y'all, he's Superman. To me, he P. What up, P? Rest with his little hair and his little mohawk, whatever he got going on. Little bang or something, too. He got all that. Like he just P to him. And that's when it becomes work. Now, another thing that I thought was interesting about it is how he said his brother's a natural storyteller. And to me, those are the ones who win out here. Not the ones who regurgitate facts. Not the ones who give you that opinion that you just couldn't get anywhere else. Because everyone has an opinion. It's the one who can take all of that and just make it work. Cook that gumbo. Those are storytellers. They take a little bit of opinion, a little bit of facts, and they sit there and they just make it work. So respect to Travis Kelsey because, you know, he's killing it. Even though he feels like, yo, I'm working a lot harder than I am in football, at least this work is paying off and you're getting where you got to go. Thank you for the love. Brings TV, Reese TV, YouTube, Wildest World, Friday Swag Away. The members going to get this. This is a book that every page you open up, something else will fall through. Oh, look at that. I told you stuff going to fall out. Y'all don't understand how this game go, man. One of them going to be a gift certificate. Where? To the 99 cent store. Something like that. I'm just playing with y'all, man. But let's get into right now, funking up some comments. Because I got some comments right here. I got to funk up. Uh, one of them is referring to Troy Aikman from yesterday. You know, we had that conversation about Troy Aikman selling his eight beer and it has no agenda, which is the agenda because he says that Bud Light, without saying Bud Light, has an agenda. And we understand you lean into being American. And someone pointed out that how are you going to lean into being American? Where that can produced because kind of hard to produce those cans over here. I will give you that point. But here's the comment. Quote, let's get it. 
Troy, sick of hidden agendas. I call it what it is. Don't need any rainbow agendas with my beer. All right. That is a thing that's going on in this world right now because it's happening in my world as well. A lot of conversations, the silent majority, private conversations of, yes, I support all people. I support a lot of things, but don't promote certain things. So what's the line between support and promotion, especially at schools? I'm seeing it all around now, right? Where you got pride parades for little kids and kids are like, huh? What'd you say? What's going on? Like we support. Yeah, but you trying to promote and that's the conversation going on. I'm always going to keep you guys with the pulse of this world. Here's another one about Antonio Brown. <laughs> he said, first he blamed Big Ben. And I can't lie, I blame Big Ben too. I'm sorry, Big Ben. No, I actually I'm not. I think Antonio crazy and Big Ben was wrong too. But then he blamed the Steelers. Then he blamed the Raiders. Then he blamed the Patriots. That's when I was like, oh, AB, you tripping. Then he blamed Tom Brady. No wonder his dance is back and forth finger pointing. How that dance go like this? That didn't last long, did it? I mean, kids still do it. I, I ain't gonna lie, it is dope. It is fresh when I see somebody doing it, but I just can't find myself doing turn signals at the club. Like, that just ain't gonna be me. All right, so now we have another one, my last comment right here, because it made me feel good. Y'all gotta start dissing me a little more in the comments because it ain't gonna be fun if we get up here just talking flattery, but I did like this comment. It was about Antonio Brown as well, but he really talked about me. He said, man, I can't say it enough. You're my hero to see you put in that work with the kids and your family and staying on this grind makes me proud to say, that's my brother doing what we all should be doing in life the right way. As always, much love and never shut up. Tear drop. I love that right there. That was dope. Well, let's get into Wiley's World right now and bring on a Hall of Fame member who uh, I think he does this show more than me. I actually have missed more days than him. His name is Cobra. Cobra, what it do, big dog? Starting with some fun. You know, in that uh, mock draft they have for next year, they have Bronny going 17th to the Atlanta Hawks. And I know LeBron been talking about it for the longest. Like, I would love to play with my son. So he posted on IG, he posted the picture, the mock draft, and he said, quote, well, ATL shouted that Bron, the, games, the James gang will be pulling up. So now everybody, I mean, it's only happened a few times. It happened in baseball once where they played on the same team, Griffey and his son. Uh, they actually had home runs together in the same game. And it happened in hockey once with Gordon Howe, but, you know, Griffey played 19 seasons. LeBron's on his 21st. So um, I would do it. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son. I mean, that's legendary, right? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, salute. One, the respect I have for that accomplishment, the ones who did it before and potential of LeBron doing it is out of this world. No words would do it justice. That's so amazing. One, because it's so difficult to make it. One of y'all. Like, think about most families. How many people went pro in most families? Like, it's a rarity, right? And then you got two back-to-back? Come on, big dog. And y'all gonna meet on the court together with the same uniform on? Next level. However, it ain't happening. Uh, Ain't no damn way LeBron James is even for a few months gonna take it to Atlanta to play for the Hawks. Now, I know he wants to play with his son, 
and I would do it. And I think LeBron, in all of his spirit and energy, is really going to wrap his head around like, I'm going to Atlanta. Bronny got drafted. It Wherever Bronny get drafted, I'm going to try and go. The key word is try. He going to try to do that in his head, and then he going to come to the reality. Bruh, bruh, I, I know where Bron lived. Bruh, you ain't going nowhere, <laughs> shawty. And then on top of that, it'd be even more fun, I think, seriously, to play against his son, like the one or two times, just, hey, hey, son, hey, look, like you went to school, even though you went to school down the street at SC, you still went away from home. Go ahead. Bronny ain't going to live in them dorms. Bronny's staying at home. Point being, when you go out there in Atlanta, I see you twice a year, four times a year, and I'm going to D your ass up. That's how I would play it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right, so uh, the second thing, like I said, is a little more serious. Still kind of fun, though. Uh, you you got the pads on when in uh, Pop Warner you shared. I didn't start till high school. Both of our sons play flag football, right? My son's 13. He's getting closer to high school. And that's when I told him I'm okay with him getting the pads on. Uh, you know, I've playing college football. I felt like I was in a car wreck after every game. And I can't imagine what you felt like playing at the highest level, right? So I'm just thinking, all right, what do you, how do you, when do you think, the best time for a young football player to play that collision sport with full pads, full contact. Uh, I know, I know it's a, a very hot topic to, to talk about, but you've played it. Your son plays flag football. When are you going to put him in it? And when do you think is the, the right time to do so? Yeah, great conversation right here. Um, it's funny because I'm about to post. I think today Mikey Pia let me know because I just sent him a post of someone playing Pop Warner football, getting his ass lit up. And the post is going to be basically, I know, crazy, I did that, but I'm not allowing my son to do that. But when will I allow him to do that? If he still is in love with the game of football, and right now it is flag football, and then he gets to high school, he's like, Dad, I want to play football, and I want to play tackle football. We're going to have us a dinner wherever he wants to go, his favorite little restaurant, maybe Chuck E. Cheese then, I don't know. He going to the ninth grade, he better not be liking Chuck E. Cheese. But we're going to sit there, <laughs> and I am going to give him a head-to-toe examination, conversation, and analysis of everything I went through. Not just physically, y'all, but mentally, emotionally, mm. spiritually, to tell him that football is the ultimate team sport. It will teach you more about life than anything else outside of living. However, it gonna hurt to do it. And it is gonna hurt every day. It's gonna be painful. A good day is a little less pain. That's what I'm gonna tell him. Now, if he still wants to do it at the end of that dinner, when dessert comes around, hey, I got full support of him. Here's the thing. I tell most parents, they don't need these hits before high school. It's unnecessary hits. I know too many guys that went pro that didn't play until high school, and some of them didn't even play in college. Like, cats get drafted, cats get undrafted, get opportunities. Point being, you do not want an 11-year-old with a sprained knee or a concussion just to say he playing a sport that he can play that's a lot safer and still learn the game, man. Well, I appreciate you, Cobra. That's love, big dog. Keep them kids out the streets and out of Pop Warner football. I know it sounds so weird that I made my life in living off of violent collisions like that, and now I'm the first one to tell people, wait, 
don't do it. But we'll talk through it another time, Cobra. Appreciate All you, right, man. man. Appreciate you. Man, the W-2 is in the mail. This sucker here, I'll tell you. Uh, I got love for him. Now, speaking of love, let's bring in Mikey P, who's going to hit me with something. I have no idea, but I am ready for it. What it do, Mikey P? This will be the quickest Mikey P segment ever. Ready? Brandon Miller is back in the news, this time on his own accord, okay? The Hornets rookie says, the Charlotte Hornets will reach the NBA Finals this year. That That's... <laughs> Where'd he go again? Charlotte? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Hell no. Hell no. Not a single shot. And no pun intended. Y'all see? Not a shot in hell. That ain't going down. No, sir. Not them. Um, They do got a little baby squad, though. Mellow with him is a lot. There's a lot of good, but at the same time, not enough. Um, Denver is just too loaded. Clippers went healthy too loaded. Stop playing, dog. There's too many good teams. Boston is still the favorites, even though they ain't even win it and make it. So Miami going to do something. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. All right, Mikey P, let's finish the show like we always finish the show with a Wiley-ism. All right, this one is short and simple like Mikey P's. You ready? Audition every day. Woo, that hit me one day. I was like, whoa, audition every day. Y'all remember the moment when you had to audition for something? You had to present your best in that amount of time, in that amount of space, how prepared you were, how anxious you were, how excited you were, the energy level, how you was just ready to go out there and just go get it, like me at a combine or something like that. Imagine you do that every day. Like, that's the intention. Like, not just mailing it in, not just showing up, not just like, all right, got the gig, just audition every day. It's more just the psychological warfare you got to play in order to bring your best every single time, right? So that's what I'm looking at in life. Like, how do I get myself to that energy place, to that perspective as many times as possible, as many days as possible? Audition every day. Don't just say, I got it. Don't just say, I'm a mail it in. Don't just say autopilot. Nah, act like you really are putting it all on the line for that opportunity. Imagine if we lived, occupied, and had residence in that space all the time. So, no matter what you're going through, no matter where it takes you, just remember, before you approach it, to audition every day. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. The show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.